comics, TV, movies, video games, and more. The Comic and Culture Cast. Holy prepare your hot dogs and cheeseburgers, Batman. It's time for the Comic and Culture Cast. This is Lesh, your marvelous Marvel guy. And I may not be from the capital, but I'm your DC guy, Josh. Alright, Josh, you're gonna have to explain that intro for all of us. Hot dogs and cheeseburgers? Well, I I don't get it. (laughs) We may not have any mustard to provide, but we have a bunch of ketchup. That's right, this episode (laughs) is all about ketchup. We will be talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey again, Detective Pikachu, and The Promised Neverland. These are all things that we either did not cover at their premiere or did not cover to the extent that we would have liked to. So we'll be doing that for y'all today, providing some catching up. All right, but before we get to any of that, we have newsflash, yes. like always. So, well, I guess you're setting up the timer. Yes. I'll quickly explain how newsflash works. We have 15 minutes to get through all the news uh, since last episode. Any news that we don't get to uh, will either be saved for next episode or posted on our uh, Facebook page. Yes, I also want to say real quick, you might hear it in my voice, I'm pretty sick. So I want to apologize for any um, voice cracks if I sound like a 13-year-old boy at all throughout this. And also my voice is a little deeper than normal. I also have a cough drop, so if you hear any clicking against my teeth, I'm going to try and keep that to a minimum. But I'm apologizing in advance. I was With sick that, last yeah. episode, so we'll just keep going back and forth. We'll just, <laughs> one of us <laughs> yeah. will always have to be sick. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get better. And then if we all have right. a guest, they have to be sick. Exactly, exactly. Let's do it. Set. Go. Alright, so first, we have a lot of Marvel news to get to, so I'll kind of just break it off, and then I'll pass it back to Josh, and then I'll get the last uh, half of Marvel news. So first, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. It's coming out uh, in two days. Uh, It's June 30th when we're recording this. It comes out July 2nd. Uh, Reviews have been coming in. Been very positive. Uh, Specific praise has been directed to uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance as Mysterio. Uh, and how the film manages to follow up the heaviness of uh, Avengers Endgame with smart and lighthearted storytelling. So go check that out. I'm seeing it at midnight tomorrow because for whatever reason, my theater is not doing like the normal 7 p.m., like 6 p.m. showing. So it's going to be a late I actually kind of like that. I, I miss the old, you know, midnight showings of things. Yeah. I've only, the only other time I've seen a movie at midnight was Man of Steel. I saw that at midnight. And oh, then cool. after that, they started implementing like the, you know, the, the earlier preview. showing yeah. and stuff and everything. Um, speaking of Avengers Endgame, uh, the film had a theatrical re-release, which I did not see because I heard it was kind of disappointing. Um, and I think all like the stuff they're showing is just going to be on the Blu-ray. So I'll just wait for that. Um, but if you go back, uh, there's about roughly six to seven minutes of post-credit extras that were not included in the original release. I know it was like a Hulk scene i know there's a tribute to stan lee and then i think there's a spider-man thing at the end too 
Uh, we also have the home release dates for Avengers Endgame. The film is coming to digital on July 30th, um, and it will be available in physical medium on August 13th. Um, Can I say something about that real quick? Yeah. I saw a lot of jokes going around online that, like, oh, wow, I guess movies have DLC now. <laughs> but I also feel like this is just to get more money in the box oh, yeah. office, and it it's totally kind of cheating. Is. In my opinion, I, I think it's kind of dumb and kind of cheating. Yeah. I feel like the best thing to do is do what pretty much every other movie has done and just release a director's cut on Home Edition. And then that boosts your Blu-ray and DVD sales and yeah. digital sales. Just um because I would pay either – I would either rent it or buy it to see the extra footage. Well, honestly, but I don't want to go see it in theaters again. Well, honestly, I think they know that like a lot of the fan base, which personally I think is dumb, that like a lot of them are just clamoring for it to beat Avatar. So they're just taking advantage of that. Exactly. Um, personally, I mean, like I don't really, they're both owned by Disney at this point. So like, who, who cares what's number one yeah. anymore? But um, yeah, there's that's just that. Uh, and then last piece of Marvel news before I pass it to Josh. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is reportedly going to start filming in October. Um, Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon, and I guess is going to be the new Captain America, had an interview with Men's Health, and he said that he will be Atlanta in October working on that show. Um, he also was supposedly in an early draft of Spider-Man Far From Home, but apparently that was cut. Um, but he has a 10-picture deal with Marvel Studios. I know he has not done 10 movies. I didn't actually list all the movies he's been in, but it's definitely not 10. So it looks like we'll be seeing him in other Marvel movies later on. So, And with cool. that, I'll pass it to you. All right, so the Watchmen show got some more promo videos. Just a reminder, this show will be coming out in autumn from HBO, and it's supposed to be set after the events of the Watchmen original story. So I don't know how, if it picks up right after the end of that story or a little bit later. It's kind of supposed to be in the world post um, Dr. Manhattan. Um, cool. Next, Warner Brothers Television, WBTV, has 14 events planned for San Diego Comic-Con, Teen Titans Go!, DC Superhero Girls, Legacies, Pennyworth, Rooster Teeth, Batwoman, Arrow, Supergirl, Black Lightning, The Flash, DC Universe, Supernatural, and Riverdale. Some of these shows and um, DC Universe is not a show, but, you know, platforms <laughs> will have um, premieres of an episode. Of the, I think the first two have a premiere of their episodes, while um, others will just have a like a promo video and a little talk. So we know that Marvel movies and DC movies will not be uh, – the MCU and DC films will not be premiering at – or be showing at San Diego Comic-Con. But here we have Warner Brothers TV. And I don't know if Marvel has any TV there or if they're just doing strictly D23. But there's that. Next thing. If you remember a while ago, Kevin Sujihara stepped down as CEO of Warner Brothers due to some scandals. We talked about that on a previous episode. Mm -hmm. um, we finally have new word of a new CEO. Anne Sarnoff. I know nothing about her, but she'll start her new position later this summer. Um, I'll do one more, then I'll kick it back to you. All right. According to a report from Geek Vibes Nation, the Suicide Squad will begin filming in Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia <laughs> on September 23rd, 2019. That's very soon. Mm -hmm. And is targeted to wrap up on January 31st, 2020, with its release date of August 6th, 2021. That gives them a little over a year, about a year and a half to finish things up. So that that's nice. Yeah. That they have that much time to do any reshoots that they have to do and fix any um, special effects or anything like that. And with that, I'll kick it back to you. Cool. All right. Uh, so uh, continuing on with Marvel news, uh, Kevin Feige 
has confirmed that um, he has had regular conversations with Keanu Reeves. Um, and this is a quote from him. We talk to him for almost every film we make. I don't know when, if, or ever he'll join the MCU, but we very much want to figure out the right way to do it. The world seems to be obsessed with Keanu Reeves right now. But with that said, I- I've heard like some people saying like they want him as Wolverine and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really see him as Wolverine. I really want him as Ghost Rider because I think that would be, be like cool. super sick. Like Johnny Blaze, like he's like he just seems so perfect for that. But anyway, that's just like a bit of like. What yeah, I'm afraid like that they're just gonna try and wedge him into the universe. Yeah. and put him into the wrong character. I'd rather him not be in the universe than be in the universe as the wrong character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I want him as Ghost Rider though, because that'd be so sick. <laughs> that'd be cool. Um, I agree with you there. Uh, also, Kevin Feige has also had conversations with Noah Hawley who uh, he's known for creating Fargo and Legion, about uh, the previously announced Doctor Doom film. We all kind of speculated that all those Fox films that were announced were kind of dead, but uh, he has confirmed that he's he's still in talks with Marvel and Disney about making a Doctor Doom film, um, which makes me believe that he might be the new big villain that's coming. I would love that. He's if my favorite Marvel villain, so yeah, I would love that. I would really love to see that too. So hopefully that means that they, you know, have plans for Doctor Doom like sooner rather than later. Um Salma Hayek has reportedly joined uh Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden for uh the upcoming Eternals film. We still know like nothing about this movie and we have no idea what her character is. So uh, that report comes from the rap. Uh, so I guess we'll find out more soonish. I guess um, I'll just hit these last two Marvel news, and I'll pass it back to you. Uh, we have a list of actors rumored to be involved with uh, the upcoming Shang Chi film. Um, a report from that that hashtag show claims the actors Ludi Lin and Ross Butler are on the list of actors being considered for the role of Shang Chi. Um, we really don't know anything about this movie either which is kind of crazy um hopefully we'll get some info at comic-con and speaking of comic-con it's been confirmed that marvel studios will actually be there um despite reports that they were not gonna be there um yeah so personally i think like i listed kind of like all the things that they could talk about personally i think the big ones that i think we'll probably see are black widow Eternals, shang chi and then I, I put here sequels to Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain Marvel. Uh, honestly, unless they do like the whole like phase lineup with what they do with Phase Three, I don't think they're gonna do that this time. So pretty much just a logo is what you're. I expecting. think I'm expecting because I think Doctor Strange Two is a lot closer than I think than I think we think it is. Mm-hmm. So I have a I think it's gonna be we'll see Black Panther, or Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Shang Chi, and the Eternals. Those those are the four that I think are like the you know biggest potential movies we'll see at comic okay so yeah and then obviously the shows loki wandavision yeah so all right i'll pass it back to you cool all right so there are some new photos coming out for the birds of prey costumes um nothing super special go check them out online if you're interested now there are rumors circulating that there have been talks at warner brothers of doing a swamp thing movie that's Mm -hmm. the news i got now here's my commentary on it my guess is that this is probably in response to people being upset that the TV series was canceled since a lot of people are liking that TV series. So that's that. Now, okay. <laughs> we have a trailer for Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. And yeah, you heard that right. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a fever dream. Um, as weird as that sounds, 
It is a real movie that's being made, and here's the synopsis. In Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, villains from each of their universe join forces to pit the Teen Titans against each other. They'll need to set aside their differences and work together to combat Trigon, Hexagon, and Santa to save the universe. I would be totally on board with this if I had never seen Teen Titans Go before, <laughs> but because of the style of Teen Titans Go, I, I don't, I don't know. I love multiverse stuff, and I love like this idea. It would be really cool, except for the Teen Titans Go style. I don't know how it'll work. Yeah, but it's coming to Blu-ray and DVD soon. Yeah, it's weird because like I really loved like the original Teen Titans yeah. show, but then I don't like Teen Titans Go, so it's like I feel like half of me is excited. And the other half way. of me is like, why? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, next thing. DC has announced that starting in January 2020, they will be rebranding their comics labels. DC Vertigo, DC Zoom, and DC Inc. will be no more. None of those label series are going away, but rather they will just be under a new label. Starting in January, there will be three labels. DC Kids. DC and DC Black Label. DC Kids will um, have a focus on readers from 8 to 12. DC will be for 13 and up. And DC Black Label will be for 17 and up. Yeah. Um, everything that was under one of the old labels will just be moving to one of the new labels, whichever one is more appropriate for its content. So that's... um, Just know that if you were recently reading something that was Vertigo, it's probably going to be Black Label or DC now. Zoom and Ink, I'm not sure. I've never read anything under those. But that just tells you, you know, things are moving around. Um, I like the idea of DC Kids, DC, DC Black Label. It paints a nice picture of just what you're going to be reading when you pick up that comic. Um, next, next piece of news, Batman will receive a Hollywood Walk of Fame star this upcoming year. Um, me personally, I never understood these awards as I don't think any living human deserves a monument which is really what these stars are. It's not like a little trophy that you get. It's an actual monument. And so to give a fictional character a star is really weird to me. But also note that this is not the first fictional character to receive a star. Yeah. I always think monuments should be erected to people and or events that have had a significant impact on history and that they should not be erected while the person's still living. It gives them a huge ego boost, which I don't think is good. Um, but that's just my thoughts on the matter. I always thought this was really weird, but that's the news. Batman's getting one. <laughs> See, my issue with the whole like uh, like uh the whole star thing is that like i feel like people get them all the time like i feel like i wouldn't have as much of an issue if like it was more like selective like once in like five to ten years you know like yeah. some legendary actor was you know given like that award or something but like like literally like just like a few months ago like the entire like, well, the original Avengers got a star. I'm like, are you really giving one to Hawkeye? Like, really? Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, I don't know. I feel like they just kind of give them, like, left and right now. Yeah. I don't know. And like we said, like I said, if it was like this actor died and mm -hmm. they had a huge impact, right. like they helped children's homes, mm -hmm. they raised money for all these special, you know, organizations on the side of acting, mm -hmm. then I'd say, yeah, give them a monument. But like, it's weird to me when they're still alive. And like you said, so many of them too. Yeah. Um, I only had one more thing to go over, and we have uh, two minutes. Is there any important things you want to cover real quick? Sure, yeah. So um, we'll talk a little bit about Cyberpunk 2077. Um, th th we originally had a gameplay demo that was shown behind closed doors at E3. We have confirmation that that demo will be shown to the public um, 
around PAX West, which takes place from August mm-hmm. 30th to September 2nd. Um, the description of the demo you can find on IGN.com. I'll, I won't read it because it'll take too much time. I'll, I'll send Josh, I'll send you a link if you want to add it to cool. the show notes. Um, convention dates. Uh, E3 has announced its dates for next year. Uh, it takes place from June 9th through June 11th, 2020. Those dates are for the actual show itself. So the conferences that happen will take place uh, in the days prior. Um, also, the official dates for next year's Star Wars celebration have been announced. It'll take place in Anaheim, California from August 27th through the 30th. Um, cool. Yeah, and then if you want to just do your news. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, VESA or VESA has announced that they are making DisplayPort 2.0. If you know anything about um, DisplayPort, you know that it's kind of a competitor to HDMI, but it kind of works hand-in-hand, where HDMI is more for, like, Blu-ray, DVD, TV, um, set-top box, consoles. Um, DisplayPort is more for computers. But there has been um, competitiveness between HDMI and DisplayPort on computers. Now, DisplayPort 2.0 is looking very good, it's um, going to support 77 gigabits per second over the cable and through the port. And um, it will be able to support, I think it's 16K at 60 hertz with 30 bits per pixel with compression. Um, 10K with no compression at 60 hertz. I'm going to finish. I'm going to stop the timer, but I'm going to finish my statement. Okay. Um, and so easily it will support 8K at 60 hertz with 30 bit color with no compression. Now, um, this they say that they're going to be able to have the ports and the cable standard ready by the end of 2020, which is interesting because the 2020 Olympics are supposed to be broadcasted in 8K. So if you have a um, a TV and set-top box or internet that can support that, you can watch the 2020 Olympics in 8K. But it probably won't be in 60 hertz because, like I said, the DisplayPort 2.0 won't be ready until the end of... 2020 and that means that it will support 8k footage traveling through it and up to 16k footage with um compression 10k without compression now we just need to wait for the hardware that can like run games at that um resolution Mm -hmm. so that means that like for example the project scarlet if it releases near the end of 2020 it might have displayport 2.0 ports on it but I don't think it's hardware will be able to support running games at that resolution. No. But maybe a big selling point will be, hey, you can stream the 2020 Olympics in 8K, which it would easily be able to do since it's just a stream. But this is good news because um, it is stepping forward towards higher resolutions. So it's kind of kind of think of it like this. The cable is the roadway. The car is the hardware. We don't have the cars ready, but we're preparing the roadways for the cars. Mm-hmm. And that's my news on DisplayPort 2.0. And with that, cool. we're out of time. And that's the first time in a while that we've been out of time. So it's really nice to have yeah. that much news. Yeah, right. The remainder of the news will be thrown onto Facebook, right? Yep. Cool. All right. All right. So moving on. Detective Pikachu. Catch yes. up time. But before we get to that, I actually want to talk about a different catch up thing, if that's okay. Okay. Removing my cough drop so I don't click it all the time. <laughs> Sorry if you just heard that rapper. So, um, before we get into that, I want to talk about a movie that I watched on Friday night. That's actually really old. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 
Now, I know this movie came out about six months ago, so I'm kind of really late. (laughs) But it just came to Netflix. So if you heard me talk about this film before, you'll know that I was afraid of seeing it in theaters because I did not want to have to leave the theater like in the middle of the film due to headaches from its animation style. And I want to say I'm happy I waited. Um, I'll try and keep this review short so we can get into the next film. But since this is a um, catch-up episode, I thought this would be a good time to go over it. I want to share some of my opinions on the film. I'll start with the negatives, because there's actually very few. Most of the soundtrack of the movie was not to my liking, although there was one theme that I really liked that I'll talk about a little later. Um, My second negative is that I thought that the end scene was kind of stupid and unnecessary. You're talking about the end credits, right? Yeah, yeah, the end credits. -credits Um, Yes, thank you. Not like the last scene of the film, but the post-credits scene. Thank you for that clarification. All it did was like make a joke. And it didn't tease any future films or plots, nor did it tie up any plot points from this film. Therefore, I see it as unnecessary. But then again, it's after the credits, so it's not even really part of the film. I just thought I'd, I'd say that. Can I, add, final... can I, can I add yeah, to that? I think the thing with jokes, right, and I say this all the time, is that like if it does not – like if, if it doesn't land, then – I don't know. I, I just feel like you shouldn't put it in there because I felt the same way about the Guardians of the Galaxy – End credit scene, the first one with Howard mm-hmm. the Duck. Oh yeah, I hated that. <laughs> I was so I'm like, I did I seriously just wait for that? And I kind of felt the same way with in the Spider Verse also. I wasn't and that's really the thing, it. like if the Howard the Duck was teasing that Howard the Duck was going to be introduced in some way or have his own film, then it'd be a different story. Uh, I I still would have hated it. Really? Oh well, <laughs> at least that's the way I would have seen it. Yeah. So, but um, sorry, trying to find my place. Oh, yeah, um. Oh, my final complaint. I know a lot of people will disagree with me since it's the aspect of the film that was most praised by most people, but this aspect literally caused me physical pain. <laughs> um, the animation style. Um, sure, some of the stills look fantastic, and it was beautiful, but I was 100% correct in my expectations. This film gave me a headache. Um, I did some research to find out why. The flashy scenes that had like a strobe effect didn't bother me, not at all. Um, rather, it was the frame rate of the film. As more things move towards 60 frames per second and 120 frames per second, most TV is still at 24 frames per second. And so with this, a lot of film is still at 24 frames per second. So I'm used to watching TV and movies at 24 frames per second. And gaming between 45 and 60 frames per second. Therefore, when I found out that this film was animated to be 12 frames per second, I suddenly realized why I was getting headaches watching the film. It was much less noticeable in slower scenes. But scenes with a lot of action bothered me and caused me physical pain in my eyes and subsequently my head. I had to pause the movie twice to take five minute breaks, once at the 26 minute mark and once at the one hour 38 minute mark. Um, It's really a shame that this occurred because I thoroughly enjoyed this film otherwise. Apparently the filmmaker went with 12 frames per second in order to make the action scenes more crisp. But honestly, they just looked choppy to me, which um, although very artsy, it gave me a headache. But enough with the negatives, I want to talk about the positives real quick. I'll keep these broad and short for time's sake. I thought the concept was unique, at least for um, film. It's something we've seen a lot in comics, but this is like the first time we've seen something like this in film, and it was really interesting. But the concept wasn't just cool and unique and interesting. It was executed very well, and it was done through a great plot that was easy to follow and kept my interest. When it comes to multiverse stories, it's very easy to make it confusing. It's very difficult to make it easy to follow. This is very easy to follow. I wasn't confused at all, and it kept my interest the whole time. All of the main characters had some form of character development, 
and contributed to the story. As I stated before, I was not a fan of the soundtrack, but I did really enjoy Prowler's theme, which I'll play right here. So yeah, I really like that theme. I also really enjoyed the plot twist with Prowler's identity. I won't give that away quite yet. <laughs> um, and like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I just wish that the frame rate was higher so I wouldn't be in pain while watching it. I understand why they did that. But um, for some people like me, and I know there's a few of you out there probably that feel the same way, it it was painful. <laughs> My dad um, probably would yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know how to rate this film. Because although I enjoyed the plot and the characters, the visuals did not work for me. They actually worked against me. But if I ignore the visuals, I'd probably give the film a B plus. I really, really like this film. The plot, the characters, the um, concept, everything about it was great. Like I said, just the idea of going with 12 frames per second, although I understand why they did it, it, it didn't work for me and it, it hurt. <laughs> cool. So that's some catching up on that film. Yeah. And I do hope that they make more films like in the future. I just hope that they go with a higher frame rate, honestly. <laughs> but I'd love to see more from this um, multiverse, some more stories. So mm -hmm. you want to hop into Detec Detective Pikachu? Let's do it. Cool. So, so this came out, what, like, I guess closer to two months now. Because we're at the end of June. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so you, when did you see it? Um... Friday or Saturday? I don't remember. Okay. The, this this weekend. Got it. Okay, <laughs> Very cool. recently. I think a day ago or two days ago. Yeah. So. Um, so I I wrote a statement for it. Uh, did you too? Yeah, I wrote one. So you can go first okay. if you want. Okay. I'm going to be honest. It has been like, I've only seen it once and it was like opening weekend. So I don't know. Maybe this like, I'm not remembering it as well as maybe I would have. But. This is just my quick review on it. Uh, as a huge Pokemon fan, I was very excited to see Detective Pikachu. There are many Pokemon that I love, and I couldn't wait to see them in a more live-action sense. Obviously, they're CGI, but you kind of get where I'm going with that. Uh, I enjoyed seeing all the Pokemon, seeing Bulbasaur, whom I share a personal connection with because he was my very first Pokemon, made me cry tears of joy. How cute. Uh, with that said, Bulbasaur, as well as, as well as one other positive I have, cannot save this uninspired, somewhat boring, and just unoriginal plot and some unlikable characters. I absolutely love the designs of each of the Pokemon. I touched on that a tad already, but the overall CGI I thought was quite bad. Uh, maybe it is because it was on a lower budget. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm not normally super picky about stuff like that. I'll praise a film if it does really well, like Alita did a few months ago. Or I'll just ignore it completely if it's just not that noticeable. Uh, but when it's noticeably bad, I find that to be an issue. Uh, now my other positive, and it's a big one, 
Uh, Ryan Reynolds absolutely nails his performance as Pikachu. He brings that classic Reynolds charm mixed with surprisingly some Deadpool-like humor and personality, and it is superb. Detective Pikachu stole the show, and that's because he is the only good character in this film. Justice Smith does fine acting as Tom as Tim Goodman, but even when you were supposed to care for Tim, he's so unlikable that you really don't. Lucy Stevens, a reporter in Tim's love interest, is so forgettable that you forget she's even a factor. Finally, the main villain, uh, spoiler alert, it has been a few months, but just in case you haven't seen it, is so unoriginal and so cliche that I saw the twist from miles away. Uh, Mewtwo's okay, but as a huge Pokemon fan, I did find his role in the film to be pretty disappointing. Uh, is it the best video game movie ever? Maybe? It depends on personal preference. I personally still love 2018's Tomb Raider. Uh, if you take that film out of play, Detective Pikachu may be the best, but its competitors are so weak that, uh, yeah, it doesn't really do much. Uh, and Pikachu is still far from the video game film adaption we deserve. Uh, my final score is a 6 out of 10. All right. Although I still hold my biggest reservation about this film, I was pleasantly surprised. Detective Pikachu was way, 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 way better than I thought it would be. First of all, the visuals were amazing. Not just normal, beautiful effects, but they somehow made Pokemon look realistic, which I never thought would be possible. They also did not use a um, whole lot of new Pokemon in the film, which was nice, and due to that, I didn't recognize probably only 5-7% to of the Pokemon that made an appearance. Um, but all of them looked awesome. I was also surprised by how much I enjoyed both Tim and Pikachu, something I have um, a little bit difference with, with Lesh. I kind of enjoyed Tim. The character moments and character development were both great with those two characters, in my opinion. Um, I do agree with Lesh that the other characters were very lacking. But the plot twist at the end really threw me for a loop and was actually great with, with Pikachu himself. Mm-hmm. I will say that the first 10 to 15 minutes of this film were really cringy and the jokes fell flat. I was really concerned after see- when, like, in the first 10 to 15 minutes of this film that this whole film was going to be like that. But after that, things balanced out and were pretty good. I kind of wish that they went and changed the first 10 to 15 minutes to match kind of the rest of the film. Even though I enjoyed this film way more than I thought I would, I still wish, this is my original reservation, I still wish that they had done a Pokemon Red movie first. Or Pokemon Blue. But this movie was a great standalone film. As long as they do not do a sequel, but rather a movie like Pokemon Red, a positive, uh, I mean, excuse me, a prequel, or like a, just another standalone story, um, a positive future I can see is coming for this franchise like I said, as long as they don't do a sequel. I gave the film an A- minus or a B plus. Now, one thing I want to say real quick. What were your expectations going to this film? Would you say positive, negative, neutral? Uh, I guess more neutral. I didn't... I mean, I was excited because I love Pokemon, but just from the trailers, I wasn't too excited for the film itself. Okay. I was for excited me- for the Pokemon, not excited for the film. Yes, okay. For me, I was very much in the negative. And I think that's probably why my rating is higher, is because Mm -hmm. I'm coming from a much lower place than you were. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, My biggest reservation with this film was this should not be the introduction to the Pokemon universe. Mm -hmm. 
we should establish it with like a Pokemon Red movie or even like a the first Pokemon movie with Ash and Mewtwo, which apparently canonically is part of this because that happened 20 years prior to this film, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool, that callback. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, they're all the spoiler warning. Warning, warning, spoilers incoming. Okay, there we go. A spoiler warning has happened. Now we can actually talk about big spoilery things. Um, But yeah, I was really expecting this film to be horrible. Because the storyline just seemed like it wasn't going to be good. But I think because it was okay or better than okay, it seems really good coming from the perspective of me expecting it to be horrible. I mean, I think it was kind of... The film ended up turning out, I think, kind of how I expected it to turn out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it, the, the trailers, like... I wasn't blown away by the trailers. I didn't really think too negatively on the trailers. Like, the film itself is just, you know, it's whatever. It's the Pokemon designs that I really... That was, like, my big positive, was, like, how each of the Pokemon looked. For me, yeah. I think the effects were very noticeably bad when a human was next to the pokemon that is that's when i saw like especially like in the whole scene where like they're like in the torterra fields Mm -hmm. like that was bad i thought like that that was like yeah i watched it in the two dollar theater where obviously everything is cheaper Mm -hmm. i wonder if on a better screen the things are more noticeable yeah i found i found it to be pretty noticeable Mm -hmm. when i saw it but and I think maybe because I was in a lower quality screen, well, yeah, that might have had an effect on it. And I think I think it was different too when it came to like the certain types of Pokemon. Like I think Pikachu with Tim, I think was okay. But like when you saw like a random like the scene where you had like Machamp and Snorlax, like no. all the Pokemon that are like in the background with humans that don't really have like a big impact on the story. That's when it was kind of noticeable. I thought. Like yeah. I thought like Pikachu. Mewtwo, I thought all that was okay. It was more like just like the background visuals that were an issue for me. But yeah. 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 Um what did you think of the big plot twist at the end? We're talking about like with Pikachu being the dad, right? Yes. I did not see that one coming. Neither did I, and I, I actually really I, liked it. I did enjoy that that a lot. I thought that was really clever. I agree with you there. The the twist with the bad guy. Oh, no, that, I that saw was, I saw yeah. that from miles away. I was not expecting his assistant to be Ditto, which I yeah, thought, that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of funny, um, just because I was like, oh, oh, okay, like yeah, that was clever. It was like it was like oh yeah yeah I saw you were gonna be a bad guy, and then when the assistant tried to be Ditto, I was like, oh okay, that's that was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, like the but, first scene, you know, where he's on the train and it starts talking about him. Yeah. And like, oh, how he's doing all this great stuff. I was like, he's probably the villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't, I didn't expect the Ditto as the assistant. Yeah. And also, I did not expect his son to actually be a good guy. I thought his son would like be with him, in with him mm-hmm. on it, you know? And that like the whole um, disagreement between the two of them was just kind of like a, a show. Yeah. But I thought they were both bad. I didn't realize that. You know, yeah, well, I thought he was good and locked well, up. I didn't realize that the the Ditto was going to be the son 
and like yeah. that assistant girl. Like, I thought it was just like well, when I realized it was also the son, that was when I was like, oh, okay. Because I I just assumed that you know the son was always bad, also like with the dad, but um, yeah, this movie, yeah. this film had a lot of good like little hidden treasures like that little yeah. clever things that were done i will say that the one other thing that i thought was funny i didn't really like a lot of the other jokes at all like you said you didn't like the first 10 minutes i didn't really like any of the humor yeah. really nothing really landed with me but i also did like the part where pikachu was singing the pokemon theme song i thought that oh. was i thought that was funny too that was like yeah. the only two things but that was because i feel like that was more of like a callback to like the pokemon fans you know um but yeah, the, my other negative, I didn't really touch on that in my review, was kind of the humor. There was nothing really that was that. I'm with you there. Funny. There was nothing that like stood out as actually yeah. really funny. Yeah. A couple little things like the the singing of the song and like stuff. A couple giggles, you know. Here yeah, there, but like but nothing. There were there were more oh, than ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. But my other big negative, yeah, is is the characters. I I didn't like uh, Lucy. She did, she's pretty forgettable to me. Like when I was thinking about about like the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, there was that love interest character, and yeah, I didn't really like her that much. And then, I saw her as okay. Yeah, I, I just I just kind of found her pretty forgettable. Yeah, she wasn't you. bad. She just didn't stand out. Yeah, and then I mean, you said you liked Tim. I wasn't that big of a fan of Tim. I just I don't know. I just. Uh, for me, it's like you know, like a character is like such a big thing for me. Like I really feel like I have to connect with the character mm-hmm. for it. To, I just did not connect with Tim. Really, I didn't. I didn't care about his like motivations or his story or anything like that. So I think the reason I liked him is he kind of reminded me of the idea of the character who doesn't want to be a part of it, but is kind of stuck being a part of it. Yeah. And I kind of relate to that, so that's what I. Yeah, that's the aspect I, I, of him I feel, that I like. I feel like that. That's why I did not like. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Because I'm that's like, fair. why? Why are you even here? You don't want to be here, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Pos- yeah, positive. I did like Ryan Reynolds. I thought he did a great job with yeah. uh, his performance. Um, trying to think what else. I liked how they did a good job of incorporating, um, despite how you think it may look. But the idea of coming up with clever ways to have Pokemon be a part of the real world, like the Machamp directing traffic mm-hmm. and um, all things like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because the... Pokemon battles aren't really like a thing in that city. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of a cool twist. I was like, oh, like no Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's another yeah. reason why I wish that they had like a Pokemon Red movie before this mm-hmm. to kind of establish what the universe is like. That it's right. not normal to be able to talk to Pokemon. It's not normal to not have battles. Mm-hmm. It's not normal to have Pokemon walking around next to you outside of a Pokeball. Yeah. To kind of establish that because then it would have been more of a shock factor the way the city is run. Mm-hmm. I did – the one scene that I also – I did really like was when he fought Charizard. I thought that was kind of a cool – cool moment and then like they you try to get the gyarados <laughs> oh yeah that was yeah that was crazy yeah yeah like i i love just the individual pokemon and like their designs that was like my just my big positive that's kind of why i went in to that movie was just for them really and they didn't disappoint me on in, in that regard mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah now what are your hopes for the future of this franchise when it comes to film um, yeah, I mean, personally, I would like to see, like, a red and blue film. Uh, I definitely want to see more of the Pokemon, because um, we really only did get, like, a handful of them, like, in, mm-hmm. like there's, like, 800 of them now, you know, um, so can't wait to see more of them. 
Can't wait to see more. I just want to see the Pokemon. Really, I don't care like what the story is at this point. I just want to see more. <laughs> um, the R gets. Oh, can I add one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. And keep Ash out of it. I don't want him in anything. That's I'm it. with you there. <laughs> That's why I want like Pokemon Red. Yeah. Do Instead not of, like, please do not put Ash in anything. He is just a failure at this point. If they use Ash, it has to be the very last movie they make and make it the yes. first Pokemon movie, yeah. live action, and then be done. Yeah. That, I think that would be a perfect way to end it because that is the best Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. And making that live action would be good. But then you can't do anything after that. Yeah. Um, Another thing would be cool is I would like to see like a Pokemon Ranger movie because you know they have those oh, games. Cool. Like, something like that would be cool. Um, yeah. I can actually see that being a good TV show, live action TV show, if they can yeah. get the budget for it. Yeah, something like that would be really cool. Uh, I'm trying to think what else they could do. I definitely want to see more of like the classic Pokemon feel, like with the battling and stuff yeah. like that. Like in the and, next thing that they do. And where you don't have like old Pokemon in your region. It's not everything mixed together. Yeah. But like, if we're in the Kanto region, you only see the first 151, you know? Mm-hmm. To kind of have the regions like that. Yeah. Also, I was really hoping that we get to see like a Poke Center or a Pokemart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we can get into that. With the original Poke Center theme. Yeah, that would be cool. Did the soundtrack incorporate any of. I, didn't, I can't really remember. It didn't incorporate just, any uh, of like the whole one theme, right? Just the main title theme from the show. Yeah, but nothing. No. Kind of a missed opportunity. Like, I'd love to see, like, if they're going to keep doing side stories like this, I'd love to see something like in Lavender Town. Yeah, that'd be really Can you cool. imagine, like, a horror Pokemon movie in Lavender Town? <laughs> that'd be creepy. Yeah. I do like that they kept it, like, um... Again, I didn't really like Mewtwo's role in this film as much, but I'm glad that they did just keep it to, like, one legendary. And I think that'd be kind of, like, a cool thing, like, just put one legendary in. Um, like, Or I guess you could do, like, Latios and Latias. But, like, I don't know, I feel like... Originally, I was like, oh, give me, like, all the legendaries. But in, in hindsight, like, it kept it grounded, I think, just having just Mewtwo. Um, and you really kind of got to focus just on him. Yeah. Um, I would actually been okay if they added one more in a very specific way. <clears throat> okay. If Tim saw Ho-Oh flying over, and then you kind of hear his internal monologue saying that he wishes that he had a better relationship with his dad. And that's, like, how the movie starts. Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole thing of if you see Ho-Oh, you'll have your wish come true. And that's kind of like Ash's first, the first episode, I Choose You. He sees Ho-Oh at the beginning and kind of has his wish, Mm -hmm. you know. I think that would have been an interesting way to start the film. But, like, we don't lose anything of that not happening. And what I'm trying to say with this is, I agree with you, that's the most I could see from Legendaries. Having one is good, two only in that aspect would be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also thought it was really cool, like, just little world-building things, like how he said, oh, my Arceus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing of, like, when they went to... It, it the... felt part of, like, the Pokemon world. Yes, exactly. You know? Like, they yeah, have the statue... I appreciated that, yeah. Yeah, the statues of Dialga and Palkia and Arceus, mm-hmm. like, here's the god of our universe, here's the controller of time, the controller of space. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that you'd have statues of them. If and, your and, just, and just the thing like what you were talking about with Mewtwo like how it kind of references like you know the the first movie yeah um and kind of his time in Kanto you know 
So I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the world building was very good in this yeah. film. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else we want to talk about with Detective Pikachu? Not that I can think of, really. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But there's still some room for improvement. And I hope that they continue to make movies in the future, just not a sequel. Yeah. I, I don't see how you could do a sequel to this. Yeah, I agreed. I think our story like, with I, Tim... I even thought about it, and I was just like, how could you do it? Like, how would that even work? <laughs> it wouldn't. Yeah, I think we're done with Tim and his dad. Yeah. They tied up their little bow. It's a beautiful end to the story. It's done. Yeah. And with that, so where's our talk about Detective Pikachu? All right, so moving on. Yeah, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab the mango. Do you want to tell them a little bit about, remind them what the Promised Neverland is while I go grab it? Sure. Yeah, so uh, for manga talk, well, I guess comic talk, we're going to be talking about the Promised Neverland Volume 1, which we both got when we decided that we were going to be, um, or Josh got it when he found out that we were going to be reviewing the show, the anime, which we talked about uh, a few episodes ago. And then I actually just went to Japan, and I was like, let me pick up some manga. And I'm like, I love the Promised Neverland. And so I went and picked up the first volume. Um, basically, for those of you maybe that don't really remember it or um, haven't gone around to watching the show, which I highly recommend you do because it's amazing. Um, it follows basically a group of kids that uh, have to escape a farm. I don't want to go into too much more details in case you decide to watch the show. It's so hard um, to tell people about this show because it's so hard not to spoil it. Right, because if you spoil it, it kind of ruins everything <laughs> so just if you're gonna check out the show just know that you're gonna be super bored for the whole first episode until the last minute yeah like and then you're gonna be hooked. like yeah yeah like get get through that first episode and then yeah and then you'll be you'll be in for quite a ride um so i actually didn't finish the volume yet i'm like halfway through i'm about a quarter of the way so okay um one thing that i noticed that i think kind of paints like i guess a better picture of like the show is uh it actually it follows emma which i didn't realize i thought it was gonna like go between like the three of them Mm -hmm. but it's really just like her like thoughts really so i don't know i guess that kind of like shows like like how they could in terms of like the show right like with norman dying right like I guess now we know from the manga, he doesn't really have to come back, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just, like, the big thing that I noticed when reading it, but... I will say, I really like the art style. Yeah, me too. I like it because, like, the kids have very soft faces. Mm-hmm. It looks very playful and childish. But then, like, the beasts, I don't remember what they're called. Yeah, the, the demons. The demons, yeah. Look very horrific. And the contrast between the two, I think, is really good. Because it's almost like two very different art styles. And the contrast really works, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Especially for that shock factor. Well, even like, um, did you get to the part where uh, Mom confronts uh, Emma in like the hallway after she finds Connie? Um, no, but I'm flipping through right now. Like, even, actually, like, even actually just that, to that part. Yeah, like, even that section is, like, you see the contrast right there, too. And it's, like, I still feel suspenseful, even though I've seen that happen in the show already. Yeah. But, yeah. 
it's definitely worth your time checking out the show and the yeah. manga if you would like. Yeah, for sure. It, it's cool because like maybe maybe it's maybe it's because I like this a lot more than Alita. But I feel like after I saw Alita and then I read the manga, I'm like, why am I reading this? <laughs> like, why do I even care to be reading this? But with this, I'm like, I'm having fun reading this again. Maybe it's because it's been a while since the show ended its first season and i'm yeah. like i'm thirsty for it but um i'm at i'm at the part where uh like they just told norman or no they just told ray mm. and so they just brought him in like on the planet of where i'm at now so cool yeah definitely go check it out yeah for sure um how much was this let's see ten dollars i'd say it's worth ten dollars yeah. to see if you like it or not mm-hmm. um also if you don't really want to read it but want to check it out, watch the first episode. It's worth your time. If you don't like it, you wasted, well, what, like 30 minutes? I, I would watch the first two just because, like, the first one, I think you don't really get a mm, yeah like a clear picture until the end. That's you know? true. And then you kind of want to continue into or, the you know, Or I'll say, like, if you if you watch the first episode and, by the e- and at the end you're not like, oh, my goodness, let me keep watching, then, okay, then maybe you don't like it. Yeah. But, yeah. But – you're going to be bored for a little bit. Pay attention, though. Everything's really important. And yeah. by the end of the first episode, you're going to be hooked if you paid attention. Yeah. I do. I, I, I'm so excited for season two. I want season yeah. two already. <laughs> and I think, yeah, right now, the um, if you're one of those people who doesn't like subs and you only want dubs, the English dub is out right now. Oh, I don't cool. think the whole I, I don't think that. the whole season is out, but there are at least the, the first few episodes are out with the English dub. So... You can at least check out the first episode in English if you want. And I think the second as well. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say about it other than go check it out because yeah. this, this story threw me for a loop. When I I watched it on the main, or on yeah. the anime first, but it really threw me for a loop. Yeah, either go like Google read it or go watch it. It's still really good, so. Yeah. yeah All right, that was, that, that was simple. Yeah. <laughs> that was easy. Which one do you want to do next, TV or video game? Let's do TV. Well, okay. It's up to you, I guess. I don't really have much to say on the TV. I thought I had. <laughs> neither, neither I thought I'd have I. more. So let's just breeze through that real quick. All right. So TV talk. Uh, Stranger Things season three is just a few days away, July fourth. So let's just talk Stranger Things. <laughs> this uh, is one of those shows where, um, I didn't watch it when it first came out. My parents actually watched it and told me it was really good. And so I was like, I, I had no idea what it's about. It's just these kids like in the 80s time period, which kind of reminded me of the movie Super 8. And I was like, well, I have no idea what route this is going to take. I didn't know it was going to take a route like Super 8. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. And once all these stranger things started to happen, I was hooked to the show. And I watched it with Sydney like almost all the way through really quick. <laughs> So this is one of those shows where it really pulled, just like The Promised Neverland, I wasn't expecting much, but then it pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with for, for me, and you've watched both seasons, right? Yes. Yeah, like, my whole family was like, okay, you have to watch Stranger Things. And I was like, okay, let me check this out. And I watched the first season. I really loved the first season. And then I watched the second season. And then, honestly, like... I don't remember, like, anything of what happened in the second season. Maybe I binged it too fast. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, like, it was just occurring to me, like, oh, let's talk about Stranger Things this episode. I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then I was like, 
wait a second, what <laughs> happened like in the whole last season of Stranger Things? So the I first season anything. was amazing. Yeah. Everything yeah. about the first season was really cool. The second season, I remember some things. Yeah. I'm with you there. I just don't remember like much. But like they did such a good job with attaching you to characters. Mm-hmm. Like Bob. Yeah, Bob. Oh, I forgot about Bob. That like that was so crazy. The whole like Bob's whole thing. Yeah. From being the character that you're kind of like, why is he here? Yeah. Till like the end, and you're like, oh wow, you know? Yeah. He to me, he had a good arc. Yeah, he had a he had a real good arc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you um? Well, okay. Here's the thing: the way season two ended. It was like, okay, it's over except for, like, the giant Demogorgon thing is still there mm-hmm. in the Upside Down. But, like, no one's really connected to the Upside Down anymore. So I don't really know, like, how they continue yeah. on from there. Did, did you see the, the, like, latest trailer for it? I saw the first trailer, and I'm still kind of sticking to my thing where I only well, watch the only, first trailer for okay, things. Okay, yeah. So you don't want me to say, right? Um, if possible. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't say. But okay. they, they, they address what you just said. Okay. I'll say that. Well, I only have to wait like four more days. So yeah, comes out July fourth. Yep, Independence Day. All right. I always like watching the movie Independence Day on Independence Day, so I'll probably do that, and I, then watch Stranger Things after that. I always watch Captain America on Independence. Day. Hey, that works still. Yeah, and then I'll probably watch Stranger Things after that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll watch our movies, and then we'll go watch Stranger Things, and then we'll come talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, and then we'll come talk about it on the podcast. And hopefully we remember what happens. This yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on to video game. Okay. Talk. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is back. Yes. Because you put in a lot of. I found out that I put in a hundred thirty hours. Okay. In Assassin's Creed. Let Odyssey. me check real quick. Let's see games. Where is it? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Have you played like the latest, the Fate of Atlantis DLC? So, um, give me one second. Okay. Where is it? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I have 91 hours so far. Hey, so you're, catch- you're catching up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you remember, um, when we first reviewed it, I had like 30 something. Yeah. Or maybe 40. But either way, I put in over 50 hours Jeez. since then. <clears throat> now, I haven't played it in about a week and a half, two weeks. Uh huh. But about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I played it every day for like five hours a day. <laughs> oh, man. So did you, have you beaten, like, the story yet? The main story, yes, I've beat. Now I'm in the part where you're looking for all the artifacts okay. to open the gate to Atlantis. All I have left is the Medusa one. I want to make it... I'm, like, level, like, 45 or 46 or something. Okay. I want to make it to level 50 before I go fight Medusa, get yeah. the artifact, and then I'll start the Atlantis DLC. Did you do I'm the all, other DLC? The Hidden Blade? Yes. Yeah. I'm caught up on that. Oh, like... Waiting you, for the next episode. Well, have you done all three? Maybe I don't know because all three episodes are out now. Oh, for yeah, they did the Hidden Blade, and then now they're on Fate of Atlantis. Um, I have all of the Immortals killed except for the main one. Do you remember like what is? But is that just the first episode? That might be. I thought, or maybe it's the second. I don't know because I thought I finished it and I'm, I was I'm, waiting on I'm something. I'm trying to but... think of like of of something. Um. The oh, what's his name? The guy with the hidden blade. Like, do you remember what he what he's what he's doing now? Um, we found out that he was he used to work with like the bounty hunter guy. 
Okay. And then, like, we killed the bounty hunter guy. And then, like, the daughter's all upset that the dad used to work with him. And that's kind of where it ended up. Oh, okay. I think that's still the first episode, then. Oh, whoops. <laughs> or, like, I think it's, like... It might be, it might be in the second episode. Well, that's good, because that well, means okay, that... Well, okay, no, let me ask you this. Where are you, like, in the map? Like, for that? Was that like, still the top? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's the first episode. Oh, well, yeah. that's great, because that yeah. means that this has a lot more content than I thought it yeah, did. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, episode two and three are out. So, yeah, you can go do those already if you want. If you want. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah, I got to do that then, because yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, But I finished the main storyline, so. Cool. Um, I decided to let everybody live. Okay, yeah, same. All my people are alive. And, um... It's cool because now they're the crew on my ship. Yeah. Same here. And I got all the armor, so that's really cool. Nice. But I still have some um, assassin or some assassins, some cult members to still assassinate. Uh-huh. Um, the, ma- the picture I sent you of who I have left yeah. is what I still have left. So, so. okay, so you want to hear a very funny story? Go for it. <laughs> this happened to me like a few days ago. So I'm playing, um, I won't go into spoilers, but... I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I'm doing the Fan of Atlantis DLC, and there's a mission where you have to go basically assassinate this, like, boss guy, right? And you're, and you're with this character, and, um, and you, like, arrive at this base, and you, you're making a plan, like, with this side character, right? And he's like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Like, we're gonna go in, and you're just gonna run straight to the boss and i'm gonna take care of his like goons for you and i'm like okay first of all you're an npc so i don't think you're gonna help me that much but <laughs> if, if you say that you can take care of these guys you know whatever so so we go into the base i start killing some of these goons and the npc is like dude just like or i'm cassandra so he's like like girl go like kill, go kill that that boss guy like i got these guys and i'm like okay and so like i just sprint to the boss and i'm like okay let's do this like people are like firing arrows at me and i run up and i'm like all right well, let's like let's kill this guy and so i'm like having this very intense fight i'm probably like just like i've probably gotten like at 25 percent of his health down all of a sudden like i'm like who is firing all these arrows at me i turn around and there's like a freaking army behind me and i see the npc running after them like straight towards where i'm fighting and i'm like you've got to be kidding me and of course i died because like there's no way i can take on there's no way i can take out like 50 guys plus a boss like are you crazy and yeah i got really bad and so then i restarted it because i died and then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to kill all these guys myself because this NPC clearly has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, I was not happy. That's weird. I like, I'm like, I turn around and there's just like 20 bazillion guys out there. I'm just like, what is happening? But yeah. The fate, the fate of Atlantis DLC is, is really cool. I won't say why. Okay, cool. But it's, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm almost there. Like I said, yeah. Once I get to level fifty, I'll go get the um, Medusa mm-hmm. artifact and then open up at the Atlantis. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this game. Um, speaking of funny stories, did you get the stink eye achievement? Yeah, yeah, I did. That one's funny. Okay, yeah. I, I try to get all the trophies. So I just got that yeah. one recently, and I, that was really funny. The, the funny thing is, is that like I I went um, I was looking through the trophy list, and I saw that that was a trophy, and I'm just like. Um, by the way, for for those that just for some context, like in order to get the trophy, like you have to like loot um 
like towards the start of the game you put like some some guy's eye up the fake a, obsidian eye yeah yeah up a goat's butthole essentially and basically to get the trophy slash achievement you have to loot the eye from the goat and, and so you just start killing goats in the area well you find it eventually you know what was so funny was like i i came back i'm like let me get this trophy let me just massacre like every goat i see i killed one goat and looted the eye and i was like oh, that's funny. i was like okay sweet and that was that was it, it took i had me, to like, get through like seven or eight goats before i found it got but... it oh so that's not that bad either yeah, it was like in the area yeah. of where the, his hideout was. Yeah, I just went like up top where there were a bunch of goats and started going through goats. It probably took me five minutes to find them. Gotcha. By going through seven or eight goats, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's a small island, which helps. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like low. I'm trying to. Th- I think I'm like level like sixty something now because they okay. increased the level cap. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, I don't want to say too much because we have our end of the year episode where we're going to talk about our favorite games. Yeah of the decade but this is definitely on there and it's definitely in my top three. Oh, nice um and the thing is it's there's a game that came out a while ago that is still my number one mm-hmm. and this has come so close to that game it is the best game i have played since that game Dang. which tells you this game is uh, odyssey is my number two High there you praise. go but but since that game, this is the best game I've played. And it has me so excited for the future of the Assassin's Creed franchise, as well as this other franchise, which has yet to release a game, which might give you a hint as to what that game is. See, my my favorite games of the of the decade, which if you've listened to this podcast, you can probably guess what they are, have been going like back and forth since the moment we decided we were gonna do that episode at the end of the year like it's yeah. literally been like every week it's been back like i literally because like i have some of the, the statement the statements written for both games as to why they're my number one <laughs> so i'm like we'll see what happens at the end of the year which one i'll read so who knows? yeah for me it's i have my number one set i have my number two set and then three through ten i have the games just not in order I have like I have the order set just one and the the top two go back and forth. So for it's the opposite for us. Yeah. For me, one and two the are opposite. set. For you, one and two are fluid. Yeah. <laughs> but like that other game is the best game that I have ever played. This is so close. <laughs> and when they make a sequel to that other game, if they take some of the elements from this game, from Odyssey, mm-hmm. it'll be fantastic. Because that other game is almost almost ten years old at this point, mm-hmm. like eight, I think eight years old, almost eight years old at this point. So there's a lot that they have to improve on it, and it just feels like that this is a, almost a reskin of that with other elements added in. If they take some of the elements from Odyssey when they make the sequel to that other game, mm-hmm. it could be like the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that they do that. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does really have me excited to see like what the future of Assassin's Creed will be, and um, even just RPGs in the, the general. Yeah, yeah, open world sure. RPG set is. Mm. That's my favorite type of game, and that's why I, think I just I fell in love with this game. I just I have to say, like, um, I guess maybe slight spoilers for the Fate of Atlantis DLC. It's heavily connected to modern day. They mm. they have to get rid of that. Like, I'm I agree. sorry, that has to go. Like, and like, 
I'm not trying to like be mean or anything. It's it's just so bad. Like even like in the DLC, like even though it's like connected to it, like in like some capacity, I'm like like oh man, it's just like it's so annoying <laughs> to have to go to modern day. I think there's an easy fix to that. Just cut it. <laughs> well, if they want to keep it, I think there's an easy fix. What you do is at the beginning of the game, you start as the modern day character. Mm-hmm. You do your five minutes of walking around, learning about stuff. Then you enter the animus. And then you never and you come s- out. You come out once. And it's when you finish the main storyline. You come out and you're like, everything's resolved. And then you get to decide, do you want to finish the game there? Or do you want to go back in and um, explore some more? Because then you'll be the the modern day person. You'll say, all right, we found everything we need. We're done. You're done with the game. Or you say, we found everything we need, but I want to go back in and learn more. Then you go back into Animus and stay there for the rest. See, my issue with the present day stuff is that it doesn't lead to anything. Like mm-hmm. that, that's what I, that's what I don't like about it. Like it's bad, you know. But if it was going somewhere, then okay, at least you're going somewhere. But if it's just there for the sake of being bad, it's like really like just cut it. Well, it's like, hey, we're going into the Animus to learn more about Assassin's Brotherhood, and then they never talk about like they're like, oh, we learned this, this, and this, and I met this person. But it's never like, all right, we're 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 achieving our goals and what we're trying to learn. And that's what I'm saying. If it was like at the beginning, you go in, and then at the end of the storyline, you come out and say, all right, we've learned what we needed to learn. And then you can go back in if you want. And that's the only thing you do. At least you're achieving the goal. And, and it should connect, though, like between the games. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Because like, like, I think that's the big issue I have. It's like you had the first games... Which, actually, it felt like it was going somewhere. Even though I wasn't the biggest fan of, like, Desmond or anything like that, it still felt like it was going somewhere. And then you had Assassin's Creed 4, which made it, like, it was, like, first person, and it was, like, you're supposed to be the present-day guy, and I'm like, what is this? Like, why do I care about this? What is going on? And then they brought in Layla in Assassin's Creed Origins, um, but then, and then she's still in Odyssey, but I don't really see how it connects the origins in any yeah. way. And I'm just like, I, I don't understand any of this anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. I just kind of like it better as they're not connected. They don't have the animus and it just happens that you're a member of the Assassin's Brotherhood every time. Yeah. Which I don't even know. Is she like a member of the Brotherhood? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like, if they got rid even, of the animus. I don't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway. it was it was very clear like in the first games like like you were clearly on the side of the assassins and then with all the middle games when you were working for Abstergo and it was like first person it wasn't very clear if you were working with the templars or the assassins and then now with Layla I still have no idea if she's working with the templars or the like I'm just so confused yeah but whatever we'll see what but- they do <laughs> I think the main point is the historical gameplay is fantastic. Yeah, that's good. Don't one of the best that. games I've ever played. Don't don't change anything about the historical stuff. And it makes me very excited for the Vikings version of the game that yeah. will be coming. Hopefully, that's what they do because that would be really sick. Yeah. Well, I don't really have much else to say about it. Yeah. Um, it's funny done. we we kept hyping up that we're going to talk about it some more. We didn't really say much, but I feel like. Amount wasn't high, but content was. Did you did you get any farther in Assassin's Creed Three? No, I've been focusing on Odyssey. Gotcha. All right. Well, I guess we're done.
with this episode. Yeah. You can. So, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say what you were about to say. So go ahead. All right, you can reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at lesh is lesh dot is dot more. I'm at Joshua Comics. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Just search the Comic and Culture Cast. YouTube and BitChute as well. Just search the Comic and Culture Cast. I recently put up a Dokkan video where I did the weekend summons for June. We have another Dokkan video coming soon. The four-year anniversary is actually this week. So if you're playing Dokkan, make sure you log in this week for the four-year anniversary because the pre the countdown starts now, actually today, and the four-year anniversary is next week. So make sure you're doing that. And I have a summons video that I'm doing with a couple of my um, ex-students, a few of them who had graduated, are going to be joining me for a summons video on the four-year anniversary banner. So that's super exciting. Check that out on YouTube and BitChute. One other thing I forgot to mention, because I do want to start posting more videos too on YouTube and BitChute. I play a lot of Apex Legends, and Season 2 comes out in two days. So be sure to go to our YouTube channel, because I'm, I'm going to put some Apex stuff there. And the new yes. legend, Watson, who I'm in love with, is also going to be there. Because I'm going to play as her all the time now. Because I don't care about the others anymore. Because she's the new one. Cool. All and we have two playlists right now on our channel, on the YouTube channel, and I think on BitChute as well. One is Dokkan videos, one is gameplay. So make sure you click on the playlist you want to see content for. And if we make any different videos, we'll add a third playlist. So you can easily find the content that you're looking for right away. We'll add an Apex playlist with all my gorgeous wins. Let's do it. I like that idea. Yeah. I don't win a lot. All right, we'll have an Apex Losses playlist and an Apex Wins playlist. The Wins playlist will be empty for a while, but... I will admit, I was like, we were doing, like, me and my group of uh, friends that play Apex, we were doing, like, pretty freaking good, and then I went on my, like, there was one game where we, or one night where we had, like, three wins, and I'm like, okay, we're, like, pretty good at this game. And then I went on my trip, I went to China and Japan a few weeks ago, and I got back, and I haven't been the same. I lose, like, every gunfight, and it's the worst. And I'm hoping that I'll get better back to my old self soon. Well, it's just like playing an instrument. When you take time without practicing, it takes a lot of practicing to get back into it. It sucks, because, like, I got back, and I was like, okay, Apex, let's go. And then I started losing, and then I started getting very frustrated. And I'm just like, man, like, why do I even play this game? I suck at this game now. And then yesterday... I was like, a lot of my friends were like, hey, dude, let's play Apex. You know, like, season two's coming out soon. Like, you need to get, like, back into it. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I started playing yesterday, and it was pretty bad again. But I'm going to play again today because okay, I'm cool. like, I'm going to, like, I have to stick with it because if I keep taking, if I keep getting frustrated and not playing, and then I'm never going to get good again. So, When's the last time you played tuba? <laughs> What's a tuba? I don't know. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, like a year ago. Well, it's like I played Euphonium um, a little while ago after not playing for a whole year. Uh-huh. And I sounded horrible. Oh, yeah. But then like after, you know, spending like a week of like doing it hard, I started to get closer to where I was. But I'm still not where I used to be. Mm-hmm. And it's in the same way with something like this. You just got to get back into it for a while before you start to get good again. That's why I'm really glad Watson is coming out with season two because she's a new character. And that way I can make the excuse that, oh, I'm uh, still I'm still learning how to use her. Like, you know, like, that's why I'm really bad right now. 
I'm still I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I will see how long that excuse can hold for. Oh, one last thing for everybody listening. Also, please leave us a review. Oh, that's right. Um, Robbie, who won last time, gave us his mailing address. So Sweet. we're gonna mail him some comics. Also, he's been working on a horror movie, and we're gonna do an interview with him on a future episode. So you nice. can look forward to that to see how his film was going, where his inspirations come from, a little bit about him, and what his film was about. So cool. he'll be on in a future episode, and we'll be sending his comics to him very soon. Awesome. All right. Wailing Wolfish Aquaman, we've the end of the podcast. Well, that's just too bad, Aqualad. I guess I'll have to wait until next episode. Peace. Wow, I didn't even have to go into like a deeper voice. It just kind of happened for that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sorry about being sick. I want to be the very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause